Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Horror Movie News. Today, we are discussing that Venom got its PG-13 rating. We'll see how we feel about that. Um, Zombieland 2 updates, as well as The Man Who Feels No Pain is an Indian movie, and Carrie's got the details on that. Also, Mandy and The Nun, we're going to talk about it. So much more here on Horror Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn talk. We talk movies. Oh. Don't you blame the movies. Yes. What? Every week. Don't blame them. No, never. Don't ever blame them. Words oh. to live by. Yes. 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 It's good to be back. <laughs> One week is too long, but that's okay. Wait a minute. Was it just me and you last week? Oh, yeah. It was. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah, it was. Welcome, Welcome back, Carrie. Hey. Let's get into it. Yeah, let's introduce who's here. So I am Anthony Becerra. Hello. Welcome to the show. To my left. What's up? Carrie Lane here, and we're live in the chat. And if you're joining us, welcome. If you're watching later, comment down below. She's the chat guard. And... Hi, guys. I'm Ollie Drennan. The chat keeper. The chat keeper. Sorry. She's the chat keeper. Yeah. You can look over at it, too. It's okay. Right on. (laughs) All right. So, yeah, we're on episode uh, 44, and it's September 18th. Basically Halloween season. Basically. Yeah. So can't wait for that season to come on on top of us. It's already that season, whatever. September it counts. It's fall. We're like, yes, yes. Anyways, let's get into it. Let's let's, uh, tell people where they can find us. So uh, pretty much you can find the show on YouTube.com slash Popcorn Talk Network if you are a watcher. Or you can uh, find it on Popcorn Talk Network's uh, official website, popcorntalknetwork.com, if you are a interneter. <laughs> and also you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Horror News PTN and our new uh, Instagram page, Horror News at Horror News PTN as well. I still consider it new because it's barely a couple weeks old and we got like less than 10 posts on there, which is still pretty good. I, I really enjoy it. I like I like what's I like what's happening with the Instagram world. <laughs> and last but not least, if you are a listener, we got you on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts can be found. Type in horror movie news. Look for this uh, beautiful thumbnail behind me, and that's us. Leave us a five star ratings if you will, please, and thank you. And any feedback you give us, we'll do, and we will. Uh, it will pretty much help us grow. Mm-hmm. So how's everyone doing? Doing good, doing good. <laughs> I'm ready to tell, talk about this. We're, I'm ready to talk about this. Oh, you're ready to talk about this? Yes. Oh, all he's hungry. All he's hungry. He's wanting to get okay. into the news. Well, Let's do it. Yeah, okay. Uh, in bright news, we had like Captain Marvel trailer. That's awesome. But yes. there's some bad news in Marvel, in my opinion. Personally, <laughs> being a comic book fan. Um, so yeah, you already know this. Venom has been confirmed to be not rated R, but yes. PG-13. Um, the managing editor of Fandango tweeted that the reason why it could be that that it's going to PG-13 is so basically so Spider-Man and Venom can potentially have that face-off, you know, which I think is kind of BS. Like, I think you can still have a rated R Venom, like, film. Yes. And mm-hmm. then have a PG-13, like, condense Venom yeah. or whatever against Peter Parker. Um, I think it's smart, like, from a financial, from, like, marketing. Like, obviously you want more people to go to the yeah. theater, but for diehard fans such as myself and us at the panel... Who won't love horror and whatnot and gore. And to stay true to the character Venom, I think it's kind of a slap in the face. Ooh. So, what are your thoughts? And if you're tuning into the chat, let us know. Because this is some this is some tea. I'm going to have to roll over and take it. Um, there's, I mean, like, <laughs> what, what can we do? Uh, it, I would say just accept it. 
Um, but I am very disappointed. I'm pretty pretty bummed out, I guess. But yeah. um, not, it's not going to deter me from my enthusiasm for the show. Disappointed, the but not movie. surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, we kind of saw it on the horizon. It's not blindsiding us, so it's mm-hmm. not as like, Whoa! like yeah. we, we knew like, it was a possibility. Wah, wah. Yeah, it's just like, okay, it happened. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect, yeah. But I do think it's just going to limit the film. However, I know, yes. Anthony, you have something, some brighter news on this topic. Yes, right? I do. I have a little follow-up on it. So pretty much Ruben Flesher, the uh, director of Venom, um, and also the director of Zombieland, which we'll, we'll touch on later on as well, um, he, had, he did an interview with Fandango. And so he had something interesting things to say. Pretty much, um, they asked him if, if he was open to an unrated version of the film. Mm-hmm. And he says, quote by quote, okay, this is his quote. He goes, I wouldn't rule anything out. We'll have to see where it lands, I guess, but I wouldn't rule anything out. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Out. So, unquote. So, we'll have to see where it lands. So, Mm -hmm. that could mean financially. That can Mm -hmm. mean the reception overall. um, How many fans are maybe, or like, uh, how how is society's reception of it here in America? Maybe um, if it's not like, no, it has to be financially good. Otherwise, it probably won't do it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think it's going to be very Maybe successful. Maybe on the DVD you can get like DVD Blu-ray. That's when you get the unrated. More than likely. Right. Yeah. Kind of like what they did with uh, Batman versus Superman. They get like that. Oh my god, the three hour cut. It was so much better. I mean, it, it was. It, it, it was. It, it, it was, it was enha- amazing, it was but it, it was, was it, absolutely it was enhanced. That's, it was improved. It's yeah. fair to say it was better. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> they did that with a lot of films. Like they did that with Suicide Squad two. Mm-hmm. Um, they did it with one of my favorite Sucker Punch. But if they, but this is like a this is like where it kind of like really changes the tide of whether or not you buy this Blu-ray slash DVD mm-hmm. when it comes out. You know, because you people want that unrated. Yeah. Oh yeah. I would want that. I would kill for that on rated. You guys cut. remember when uh, AVP came out and it was rated? It was rated PG thirteen, wasn't? It? Was it? I I it can't so remember. Long ago, I yeah, remember. I was about to say. <laughs> um, if you could check that out for us, but like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'm sure. Was there a, was there a unrated like director's cut? Uh, yeah, I, I I remember seeing it, and I wasn't really about it. <laughs> right on yeah so i mean but they did it that's the exactly they did okay. it yeah yeah okay that i think that's the main okay. takeaway right on yeah. um thank you for that yeah i was like huh yeah um i mean i would love a unrated director's yeah. cut of the film we'll probably get it and also people people are talking smack i like people the reception for this right now is like not really at least mm-hmm. from what i'm seeing from my little scope um there's not really much um, support for this film, yeah. Um, but I still feel all those people who are like maybe not supporting or claim are, are, are complaining about it are still gonna go spend that money. Yeah, it was oh, PG thirteen. Yeah. It was PG thirteen. Two thousand four. There you go. Westy in the chat says that means Venom is not allowed to swear, and Venom is a swearer. No, no, he is allowed to swear. It just is limited on his swear. You just can't say like the F word. I don't think word. you can say. Fuck. I think you can say the F word like once. <laughs> once, I think. Yeah. There's like a limit. If it's too, mm. oh, that's too much. <laughs> 
Um, but it is interesting. Uh, movie, uh, there's some other stuff I would like to talk about going off of that yeah. same uh, interview with Fandango. Uh, he said when asked about whether people should stay for a post credit scene, and he replies, mm. I think it would be a mistake for any superhero movie to not stay through the credits. Yes. So pretty much stay through the credits. There's going to be something there, yeah. which Mar- I think is it's cool. It's Marvel after yeah. all. Here's, where, here's some things that I really enjoyed that, that really like tickled me, Kitty, um, when I read this. Um, pretty much they, they asked him some of his cinematic influences for the film, and he, he named some cool things. Uh, so he says he didn't actually turn to comic book movies for, this, for the influence of this film, but he actually turned uh, to something more gr- darker, grittier, edgier, and funnier. And I was like, huh. And I kept reading, and he, he quote, I quote, I was more interested in the kind of classic 80s horror movies. American Werewolf in London was a big influence on me Mm. just because of the experience of being taken over by another. He also spoke a lot with his, uh, unquote, sorry. He also spoke a lot with his uh, DP, a director photographer, and about a a lot about uh, Cronenberg and John Carpenter's classic horror films and the, the film aesthetic that they presented. That made me happy to hear. Or he's like, yeah, I've seen those superhero movies. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> they, they pretty much told him, like, you've seen superhero movies. Like, did you take influence from superhero movies? Or, like, what superhero mm. film? Or, like, what, where did you, overall, where did you get your inspiration? And he did touch mm. on it. He goes, he did say that, like, yeah, I've seen the superhero movies. I didn't really go to them for anything or for much. Probably just, like, the Lethal Protector storyline. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, aesthetically-wise, in the look for the film, he went for more horror. Mm-hmm. Which I was I, I was pleased with that answer. <laughs> Not only is this, uh, this appeals to my uh, small comic book fan in me, but also the larger horror fan, yeah. horror film fan in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would like to see that, too. And also, American Werewolf in London is such a great film. Oh, I yes. mean, which, um, which has, like, the same kind of, like, things happening... Um, uh, one second, which is like the Venom, Venom and um, Tom Hardy's character of Brock, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, has to have this sort of uh, chemistry, which is like the main character of uh, American Werewolf in London has with his, with his dead friend that comes back. Yeah. You know, so I, I can kind of see like that influence of it all. Uh, but yeah, so um, with that in mind, I still have high hopes for this. Not high hopes, but I still have like, dude, it's going to be interesting. It's the first Venom movie we've ever had. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be something. Like, don't knock it off already. Like, come on. Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that, guys. But, I mean, you know, people will have their opinions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We'll have them when it's released. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Are you guys still down to watch it? Oh, Um, totally. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd see it anyways. I have to for this show. Even if we're unhappy, we're like, well, let's all go anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it for Tom. Yo, yeah. I, I love Tom Hardy, too, yeah. Right on? All right. I believe Carrie has this next one. Yes. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to make it last week, so I didn't really get to talk about it, but followed how did its premiere at the Burbank yes. International Film Festival. Yay! Uh, so I was the assistant director on that, if you have no idea what we're talking about. Uh, here's a quick little photo of me on the red carpet with Megan, uh, who is a host here, as well as Chauncey, who came and were going as press, too. Because it was a for the general public and press as well. And Chauncey has her review up. I'll link it through our Twitter later. So uh, check that out. And then I don't know if Megan posted hers yet. And then so here's me with director, writer, and producers uh, of the film. And then Antoine (laughs) and Todd and Matt came in before. And then we we have two Gregs. And then, yeah, because it's like we had multiple people with the same names. We had multiple Matts, multiple Gregs, and Sams. Boy, what a shoot. Yeah, and uh, AJ. So there we go. Uh, so red carpet, so yay. Also, so followed one best horror 
slash thriller at the Burbank nice. International Film Festival Award. That's so awesome. that's like, yay. And then also we have been officially selected for the Hollywood Independent Filmmaker Awards, which are in October. Uh, I'm not familiar with that, uh, but it looks like those who win get a screen at Paramount. I was kind of reading up on them. Yeah. I was hey, like, there Ew. it is. Thank you. What? <laughs> so, uh, yay, that's good. And that's just some more traction it gets. Then that means we'll hopefully be coming to a theater near you. So I'll let you know. Okay. But yeah, we've se- I mean we've seen it. But uh then they had made another cut. I don't know if yeah. you guys were able to see the like festival cut. They just oh, no, they, no, not they, yet. Uh, from seeing it back in um, early spring, I want to say it was like February or something. It's tighter, it flows faster. Uh, some of the music has changed a little bit and the effects have been done a little bit better that I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I f- I feel it flows better mm-hmm. than the first time I saw where the Second time I saw it. Um, so, yeah, I hope uh, all of you can see it, and I'm glad you guys could see it, and then we'll link you later if you want to see the other version. <laughs> link you later. I want to see later. the other version. Yeah. I do. I, I'm really interested in how everything's like yeah. supposed to be like more comp- compact. I feel it's say. a little more like it flows a yeah. little bit better because it doesn't feel as... And it felt, already felt like it pretty felt yeah. I know. It flowed like, really well. So to hear that, it's like, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then just some of the effects because it's, it's independent filmmaking, you know, like you just make little progresses mm-hmm. here and there and you're just like, oh, wait, we figured out a new thing. And then mm-hmm. so like the ghosts look more ghosty, though I would partially personally say they're a little too distorted that you can't quite register what it is well enough, but personal opinion. <laughs> right so on. yeah that was my exciting news on that yeah. piece i'm happy it's got well-deserved success thank you yeah, yeah we'll festival. see where it keeps going yeah. yeah it was a great film uh definitely keep our keep your ears to the ground for when it's like yeah. wide released on vod definitely and congratulations carrie thank you congratulations yeah. uh Congrats. followed, Go follow yeah, team. the followed gang i'm so glad we got uh, we were able to uh, bring them in and talk to them about their film yeah. right on um so now let's uh let's give some lo- love to the live chat right yes quick. uh we got media shock westy Ayo. kid Ayo. Ayo. Uh, since day one. they're still chatting about like uh earlier Venom? discussion no <laughs> oh. um the marvel Uh-oh. trailer on, people <laughs> talking marvel. about it on something else uh josh look oh that's my friend josh uh, is that how you say the last name I don't know. That's French, right? Josh, <laughs> Sorry I don't know if I say your yeah. name wrong. Lacour. 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 Sorry, Josh. Sure. Josh Lacour. And yeah, so thank you everybody joining us in the live chat. And again, no worries if you're not watching it live. Comment down below your thoughts on everything we talk about. Yes. Also, yes. please give us those thumbs up on, uh, since you're watching us. Please, we'd really appreciate it. And also comment uh, down below after the fact, after we are done recording live. So we can... Uh, Leave your comments and they'll be solidified forever unless they're rude and we get taken down. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Josh, we said uh, said is correct. And hello, Sky Patterson. Sky Patterson. Oh, Sky, had not said anything Sky, yet. So it's like, Sky, okay, Sky. so you need to chime in. Otherwise, I don't know you're there. Actually, we have other people watching, but everybody's being a little quiet in the chat. Speak uh, up. And thank be you, loud. Scott. Be loud. <laughs> Say Let's so. do it. Where you we want to know you're here. Come on, horror, horror fans. Yes. Rejoice. Um, also, a uh, reminder, if you're uh, watching this after we or hearing this after we record, please give us those five-star ratings on iTunes if that's where you're listening. If not, just rate us on whatever podcatcher you are on. Podcatcher. Anyways. Yes. Um, it's a new word. Podcatcher. Yes. Because yes. you catch podcasts? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Boom. It works. Ditto. Oliver, take it away. What's up oh, with the wow. phoenix? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, not Dark Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix. Ayo. Yeah. You know, he's doing this little film, the origin, origin film of um, the Joker. Hmm. 
Very little film. <laughs> when I first you saw know. this photo, the first look at Walking Phoenix. Oh, there it is. As oh, he's the Joker, so good. Um, shown as Arthur Fleck. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but like bust out laughing when I first saw him. When he like, I don't know about y'all, but I don't know. What do you guys think? That's I'm kind of getting um, oh, what is the name of that movie? Um, come back to me and I'll think of one. He okay. looks like um, Lord Farquaad from Shrek. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, um, that's a funny um, take on that. Yeah, but um, I, I just oh, he looks like Javier Bardem in oh the, the uh, No Country for Old Men. Yes, thank you. Yes, okay, that that's a good dumb call. Hair that's a good. I'm like, how mm, dare you say that's dumb? No, no, that hair. That hair is. I think it's, is, it's, it's Javier Bardem's hair. hair looks so dumb. Okay, I didn't like that hair, but like. It's it's funny how they had never mind. This anyway, talk for something. Obviously, they're not going to show him like in his painted. Like this is an yes, origin film. That would be a later thing. This or is they, like ooh, what if they the don't story. even show till the trailer? Uh, yeah, I'm wondering they if they're even going to show it at, at uh, all in the movie at this I'm, point. I'm like, kind of hoping they don't. That's a big surprise. Maybe that'll be like the end. I could see like mm. at the end of him like finally donning you know like any of his makeup and whatnot. But um, as it's been stated before, the origin story for Batman's mm. nemesis will be more of a mid-budget crime thriller than a superhero blockbuster. So this is going to be a lot different. Just like Venom is going to be a lot different than the typical superhero, and that yeah. makes sense because these are like not heroes. These are either anti-heroes or they are antagonists. All right. yes. Can we bring up the picture one more time, Steve? I want to talk oh, on gosh. it. <laughs> uh, I want my fill in this. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. Westy Kid makes a great point. Joker needs to cut his hair. He needs to have short green hair, not reggy long hair because okay, we've already Westy seen Kid. that look. Wait, look, Westy Kid. He's not even the Joker yet, so it makes sense he has like long hair. Dude, chill out. Media Shock <laughs> says, I love Joaquin's look. Okay. okay. Yeah, all right. So the so the look in, in, that's going on going around. He, honestly, I love this look. You Why? Do. Because this guy is he's gonna if he's gonna be the Joker, this looks great. He looks like a man who's unhinged. Mm-hmm. He looks like a man on the brink of like sobbing every, every almost every second. Like he looks like a man who's so? barely keeping it together. Yeah. He looks rugged. He looks like a almost sort of scummy too. Like very yes. like you know like he like metropolitan scum of the earth kind of feel. Like isn't the backstory supposed you to be? You want him walking a... behind you in an alley? No, no. Or or even creepy. like or even smiling at me. I don't yeah. want him smiling at me. Even if it is genuine, it's like no, you're, you're creepy with man. Um, um, also, like his 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 gauntness is so beautiful. I love that. Like yeah. his how gaunt he is, it really adds to like ugh, just like the 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 disturbedness of this man. Like he looks, he already looks broken. Like his eyes are sad. His eyes are shallow. Yeah. He's got bags under his eyes. He's got that crease under his eyes. It looks fantastic. I personally love this. <laughs> I love this look. He looks like a man who will like stab you and smile afterwards but like be troubled by his own morality of why he just did that and then cry afterwards like that's what that's what i get from i need this. to see it in motion because i'm not seeing any of that well, personally the, I, i'm media feeling shock it man. mentions it please let us know where media shock says if you see the test shots you can catch his mm. mannerism he looks exactly like the yeah. joker where do yeah. we find these where there, is there are i did see that as well there are mm. leaked photos or not leaked oh. but there's Test. photos of him on yeah. on scene and he's there's one where he's like smiling why wouldn't they have released those I would much rather see those rather than this. Because this it, looks like a test shot. Well, to this me. looks like I give mad props to the photographer as well. Like I love the lighting yeah. and the texture oh, of how this fo- shot so is done. Because regardless of what he looks like, just how the shot has been composed, it's very intriguing. Like, oh, okay, I want to know more about this character. Tell me more. This is bizarre in a way too. Like, hmm, this unnerving. It's a little bit. You're like, this. Mm. This looks oh, like TMZ. A, Thank you, media. This shock. looks like a tasty mm. Joker cookie, and I'm biting into it. I'm all for this. 
I'm all for this look. I dig it. I, need, I can't wait I, to see what it I looks like in makeup. I need more. And he's slimmed down too, like scary slimmed down. Mm. Ugh. Oh, you can't wait. Well, that's 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 All what right. I wanted to say on that. Um, but yeah, so Ollie's skeptical. I'm very skeptical. It's all good. I'm all for it. I'm by. Nom, nom, nom. Give I'm, me my girl Zazie beats. I'm looking okay. forward forward to it. Um, we'll see. And yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So I mentioned the uh, Zombieland yes. two earlier today. So yeah. So in that same interview uh, with uh, Fandango and Ruben Fletcher, <laughs> in yes, that same interview. I got all my news from that one <laughs> that interview, was a good guys. Interview. That was I'm yeah. a um, yeah, it was, no, there was some juicy stuff apart from like all this. I definitely recommend to go check it out if you want to read more about him and uh, overall his films. Uh, but yeah, so he was asked pretty much on updates for Zombieland 2. And he goes, uh, we're, at, we're already actually starting Zombieland. We, I've been scouting it and storyboarding and getting it going. We're just at the very early stages, but we have an amazing script. And we're going to start shooting in Georgia in January. And it's still set to be released in October of 2019, which will be, the I believe, the 10-year anniversary for it, which is perfect. Oh, that's great timing. That's yes. right? I think we had talked about that yeah, before. We, that we're we like, have... when you're going to release it, wait till now. <laughs> Right, exactly. It's just like, it's perfect. And also, it's going to pick up 10 years after the original film, which is also perfect. Everyone's mm-hmm. grown up, uh, like, everyone's grown older, or mm-hmm. one person's mm-hmm. grown up. Um, he also was very thrilled to be working th- again with the whole cast, and he said, it's been really exciting starting to th- uh, starting the, starting uh, to think about the movie, and to get to work with Emma, Jesse, Woody, and Abigail once again. It is truly a dream come true. And they said, uh, and there's more zombies. And he's like, Woo-hoo. yeah, it's been 10 years. Of yeah. course there's yeah. going to be more zombies. And also in the, uh, the official, like, what we know about the plot details is that there's zombies that have been, like, there's, like, different kinds of zombies. Ooh, which I'm sure guessing they've evolved. They've evolved. Left for dead. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So they're going to fight evolved zombies on top of, like, also newcomers of, like, the who, who survived the, yeah. those 10 yeah. years as well. So they're they're gonna go up against yeah. some hardened like humans as well, which Woo. is interesting. So yeah. exciting because then you also have to think of the progression not only of the zombies of like the human survivors too, and like where they're at and like what yeah. kind of dynamics are in this particular world. And I want to call it right here, right now. Hopefully, hmm. Bill Murray. They did shoot him in the head. They shot him in the stomach, and then they tossed his body over. He'll be, he's in the. He's I bet he comes back as an actual zombie. Yeah, and then they have to blast his head off. Or what, if he's, or what if he survives? <laughs> no, there's no way he survived. That'd be funny if he survived somehow. Some or way. what if he's an evolved zombie that they might keep him around because he like functions or something like he oh. can talk or something. Yeah, That'd be or hilarious. Fido. You know, you keep the zombie around as a pet. We'll see. Did you guys have you guys seen Fido? I actually haven't <gasps> seen Fido yet. Oh my god. It's one of those it's I've so always good. Cro- yeah. It's actually really good. It's one of those you go. I'm not really sure I should watch. Is it lame? No, it's good. Um, semi rewind, but since it's shocking <laughs> me a little bit, Sky Patterson back to Joaquin Phoenix says, "I actually like the first look at Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck, whose career as comedian in 1981 Gotham City and is he looks fa- like a failing, okay. and he'll be entering the underworld of crime and murder." There you go. Yeah, like he looks it. like a man who tried to make people happy, yeah. and in turn got his. Kick, his teeth kicked in yeah. and now he's like alright I'm turning to crime yeah he's like screw this <laughs> yeah yeah alright All right, nice. I, I dig it thank I'm you Sky for, for the, that addition yes. yeah. uh, and I'm excited for the new zombie land and I'm, I'm glad it's a lot of the same people because I'm like oh if you change it and I like that it's later and it's like can we not pretend you know that no time has passed so I like that they did that too like oh no time has passed because mm-hmm. you know they'll literally be like, has yeah, passed exactly. yeah literally 10 years literally <laughs> literally yeah. okay um, oh yeah, so any fans of Hatchet out there, I'm a huge fan of Hatchet, which is um, Adam Green's and also uh, 
uh, I forgot his name right now. Oh my god. Um, he's a director of Mayhem. Joe. Oh, Lynch. the one we talked to. Joe Lynch. <laughs> Joe yes. Lynch. Yeah, so they're like buddies, and like they've yeah. they've always worked on the Hatchet series, and also last year's uh, Victor Crowley uh, was the latest film in the saga. And yeah, so uh, in an interview with a UK's horror channel, which by the way, the UK has is just a hor- a channel dedicated Sweet. to horror, and they call it the Horror Channel. Wow, that's amazing. Go I wish, UK. I wish we had that. Uh, I guess we had like Shutter, Shutter. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but he says he uh, pretty much he spoke about like why his films had were successful and also the future of his films. And he chalks up one of the reasons why his films was success his films were successful were because he planned them from the get go. Like his first film, he he pretty much laid out like the the cross the the um the little webbing of uh, plots pretty much of mm. like where it would go after the first one second one and third one mm. and he planned it as a whole trilogy and so he goes in the first film i actually showed some of the weapons that victor crowley wouldn't actually use until later until the later films and i held back crucial elements of his mythology to be revealed later on down the road and if you have seen the first three that's exactly what happens which is like i appreciated watching i was like oh yeah that's pretty cool and then also when he's when he's talking about the uh, potential of uh, where he's going with this, he goes, originally I had a plan for Hatchet to be a trilogy. But when I decided to bring Victor Crowley back for more, I planned out on another complete roadmap for where it could all go. So he did a roadmap for the, all three when he made the first one. And when he decided to make a fourth one, before going into the fourth one, he made a roadmap for the next uh, another three mm-hmm. in case the fourth one... And that's I think that's like brilliant uh, filmmaking, and also this is independent. Like this is um, without any studios like putting their dirty yeah. hands into this. So he, mm-hmm. he he pretty much this is his project. He works on it whenever he wants to. So because of the film of the last one, because of the, so the success of the of the last film, which I personally really liked as well, um, not the strongest, but really liked it still. Um, he's he said he's able to go ahead and make another film, which I think is great, awesome. and uh, mm-hmm. I think it, uh, it has a really good cult following, and um, I can't wait to see more. And yeah, he said he's gonna he's gonna go in back into the swamp when he's ready to. That's cool. That's really smart filmmaking. I think mm-hmm. like yes. you really have to constantly think ahead for the future of your pro- productions, especially like and it shows that like like I feel like a series like that didn't do that was like Saw the Saw series. Oh like, yeah, they did not plan. They like, didn't plan no. at all. They, yeah. Well, first of Saw all, was the one. I don't think they done. thought it was gonna be as big, big, mm-hmm. big. You know. Financially, I guess, um, but I don't think they planned at all like the future of that. Right. They literally had to write. Okay, what are we gonna do next? I picture all the writers like, oh, we have to, you know, probably there were some, probably some monkeys. In the, in, like, I mean, yeah, and it started the a typewriter, whole, like you know, and it started a whole movement too. And like the horror, you can make it so much smarter film. though too when you plan that all out. And, then, and yeah, like you said, you notice all those Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. Not a movie, but a show. Babylon Five did that. That was like a five series show, and they planned from A mm-hmm. to all the way to the end. Right. Uh, and that just makes it more interesting for us, the viewers, because then it's like, oh, I can see how it builds instead yeah. of just like mishmash, throw it all together. Yeah, like, exactly. Sure. The guys are like, don't worry, we know where this is going. Yeah. You don't. <laughs> yeah, yes. So yeah. So overall, I think it's a, it's a. I appreciate his uh, filmmaking workmanship. Yeah. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't checked out Hatchet, watch the first one. You'll be hooked. 
And then each film takes up, like, starts right at where the last one ends, which is so cool, too. Like, like the first three films are within, like, a week of themselves, I think. (laughs) Or, like, less than a week, yeah. But you can't really tell time has passed, like, for the actors or anything? Uh, Actors come in and out, which you just kind of like, ah, whatever. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's one of those. Depends if they live or not, right? It's it's an independent production. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's uh, depending on how they're able to film it and everything. Like, that's really great if they're able to time that out. Yeah. I have Uh, not seen those, but now I'm intrigued. No, you should. They're yeah. def- no, classic slashers. Or, like, not classic, but, like... It's new, a well-known new title, yes. Yeah, New Age slashers is pretty cool. All right, so this one, quick little news from more from TIFF, t- uh, Toronto International Film, Film Festival. Festival. The Man Who Feels No Pain. So this is a Indian superhero uh, origin story, uh, and it's very much in the vein of, like, Deadpool in terms of it's very meta and funny and heavily inspired by just so many super uh, superhero movies. And I know it's not really in horror, but Blood Disgusting covered it, and I thought it was super cool. Uh, but it's just so over the top, and I love those kind of movies where yeah. they're very self-aware, and they just the violence is going to be great. And Bollywood already goes over the top, so I'm very excited. Oh, wow. Um, I'm like, they already go over the top so many times, it just makes me excited. Uh, so the, the article did say the plot is kind of weak, but the humor, action, and all the songs kind of make up for it, and it's like very much in the vein of a midnight movie, which I also oh, love midnight cool. movie vibes. It's Sounds like, really yes. fun, then. <laughs> uh, well, it clearly is fun because it won the People's Choice Award, uh, and it was only screened 48 hours before the voting closed. So that's pretty impressive because, like, the movies get more time. Like, right. if they screen early in the week, more people can vote and see it. Maybe if it gets a second screening. Right. So clearly it was a fan favorite. So I am definitely going to be on the lookout for the man who feels no pain. Yeah, once it uh, comes out, let us know here. Yeah. or And we'll include it in this and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get that going. Yeah, it looks cool. Uh, I'm, I'm actually. I read about this actually a little bit and um, it's interesting I really want to check this out I love uh, stories where people can't die or can't get hurt yeah or they're just numb to it you know yeah all right. um, now, now that's it for news let's quickly hit up the releases of the week all right, that was just me. Then. Oh, I thought there was going to be a music thing. The way you yeah, said it, I'm like, I know. There's yeah, I really, really cheesy yeah. up for that, right? <laughs> no, I, I just okay. told you all. Yes, releases um, of the week. But check this out. So uh, I think we're alone now. It was re- limited release in theaters last week. This week, it's on VOD on yeah. Friday, September the 14th. Wait. On, on the 21st. Thank yeah. you. Reading it wrong on my uh, rundown here. But yeah, so uh, Peter Dinklage, uh, also L Fanning? Yes. I'm looking at yeah. you. <laughs> Sorry, I was like looking at the no, chat. No, it's all good. No, Elle Fanning and Peter Dinklage, absolutely. Yes. Uh, yeah, so really uh, uh, Last Man on Earth-esque yes. kind of thing. But he actually wants to be alone, it seems like. Mm. So there's a take. Um, also, the the wide release film, uh, The House with the... The house with a clock in its wall. It's one clock. It's only one clock. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, Jack Black and Kate Blanchett, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to be doing I'm their things. I'm excited for it's that a, one. It's a, a family-friendly, but it's directed horror. by Eli Roth, which I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, so we'll see it's some a, cool concepts for sure. Version of it. I think the story will be a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not something that I need to see, but I think right. the story is probably a good. I liked Goosebumps, and I feel this is in a similar vein. I enjoyed Goosebumps as well. <laughs> well, and the fact too, we looked it up on um, 
Box Office Breakdown. I didn't realize when the book was written. It was in 1973. So I'm like, oh, it's an old book. Okay. I didn't... 1970. Uh, um, well, yeah. Goosebumps was the 90s. So that's right, like right, not right. that old. So in you. comparison, I'm like, I've never heard of this. But so I'm curious, like, why they picked this to yeah. develop it. I'm over here like, like, tell us who cities is an old book. <laughs> but I was like, never mind. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right on. Um, so, yeah. So before we get into our special segments, let's just yes. give them a little love to the live chat real quick. Yeah. We got a couple new people dropping in. We got Rugged hey. in. English, welcome. Hey, what's up, Rugged from the... Wait, that's not... Media Shock's from the UK. I'm not sure. Uh, I think Rugged English is might be a UK. Brit as well, maybe. Uh, Let us know. Media Shock was, uh, appreciated the TIFF film uh, suggestion, put it on their radar as well, and suggested Rendall. I'm Ooh. not familiar with that film. And the second one, which is in development. And yeah, Media Shock, Sky Patterson, still chatting. I know there's more of you out there. I know, because I can see how many people are watching, but you're being quiet in the chat. <laughs> speak up. Join the chat. We want to hear you. All right. Well, Digitally hopefully they speak up. Is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all, well, we're not literally going to hear you, but, you know, digitally in the chat. Yeah. Hey. Exclamation points. Yes. All, <laughs> all caps, all please. Caps. <laughs> okay. So now let's get into our special segment. Let's start yes. off with The Abyss. This is pretty much our segment where we talk about film that we've seen in this past week and we like to recommend uh, recommend them to you and also we give you give us give our two cents on them um can i go first everybody? yes okay so i saw mandy <laughs> yes yeah, so i saw it at the frida back in santa Ana, oc where i'm from um uh, so it was directed by panos cosmatos and also uh thanks to steve um we saw beyond the black rainbow Ayo. um and oh. yeah that was that was a good one um, I'm sorry. What happened? <laughs> Rugged English says, hey, hey, panel, I'm actually a, ca- I a don't Canuck? Know, Canuck. And I'm oh, like, Canadian. what? It says, okay. living in your attic, hee <laughs> hee. Oh, my Lord. Is I that like you? that. Thank you. You are those noises I hear. And uh, Mia Shock says, Rendell is a European superhero film. Okay, cool. Thank you. Right on. All so, right. synopsis of Mandy. Yes. Red Miller, played by Nick Cage, gets the love of his life taken away from him. And he's broken, he's mad and drunk, and he goes on the wildest hunts of his life against a cult with some unworldly practices. And some henchmen, some really gross henchmen. Um, Overall thoughts on this film, I thought it was a great film. I thought it was beautifully shot. The lighting is wild with that red. Mm -hmm. Um, Really heavy on atmosphere, but doesn't rely on it. Hmm. Um, Some very creepy concepts, mainly the bikers, the ATV riders from Hell. Think of Xenobites from Hellraiser. But, like, on, on ATVs, and they just, like, show up when they, they sing this, like, stone orcarina, which mm. I thought was, like, wow. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, all these concepts, I'm like, yes, I'm just gargling Sweet. it all up. And they were very creepy, too, how they're presented yes. and everything. They don't fully review. Yeah, I, never say, I won't say that. Um, also, a really cool story. It's very straightforward story. And, you know, his life gets taken away. His love, love of his life gets taken away. He goes on a war path. And you see what happens. Um, so he's the Punisher. <laughs> so yes. he's a punisher. Oh. Yes, yep. he's a ca- he's a rage cage. Okay, um, from yeah. Ghost Rider to the Punisher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Uh, yeah, and uh, so pretty much the film is it's like a it's like a Halloween scare maze, but but on acid. It's mm. it's it's wild. It's a wild ride. Um, and yeah, I really I really enjoyed the film. Nice. I'm nice. glad to hear more Definitely. positive reviews. I went, I, I went to the My Hero Academia movie Thursday, and there was this giant line for other people to see a special screening of, of Mandy. Of oh, Mandy. That's awesome. And all the reviews I've seen of people I know on Twitter, everybody's like, yes. 
Oh, nice. So I'm excited. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's also on VOD, so you can go rent it for like about $7, you know? Mm. Depends on how, how bad you really want to watch this movie. Mm-hmm. You want to nice. dance nice. with the devil and spend $7? Mm. <laughs> so yeah, that's my movie. Nice. Uh, okay, yes. So mine, I was browsing through Netflix and I found The House Next Door, which is also another Indian film. But oh, I cool. only picked it because it was like scrolling through, scrolling through. Oh, I've never heard of this. Uh, came out in 2017. It is a little longer side for horror movies. Two hours and 17 minutes. Uh, a happy couple faces horror when a family moves into the neighborhood. But it's not really the neighborhood. It's it's such a weird setup. It's this giant old house and then like somebody had built a new one right next to it. So they're neighbors. But I was like, that's not really a neighborhood. Uh, it is. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, which I was like, okay, that's pretty that's good fair. for a horror movie. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the idea is it's, I'm doing major air quotes for listening, based on a true story. <laughs> but I think it's kind of like someone on, I was scrolling through the reviews trying not to read too much, but to decide uh somebody was like oh it's a conjuring knockoff but so far i don't really i don't think so that much i'm like no but it's just like this family moves in weird stuff starts happening um there's actually some good scares in it i was kind of thinking like eh, we'll see because so far some of the indian horror films i've been like meh but mm-hmm. they have some good scares good special effects uh i like the characters it's you know, if, if if you're looking for a horror film that you've never heard of and you have Netflix, I'd say go check out The House Next Door. Right on. And the, where is it? What would you give it? Milland Rao is a director. Um, Give it a Milland Rao. Out of 10? <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel the solid. Yeah, it's like seven? A 7. Because it's not like, <gasps> oh yeah. my gosh, but it's definitely like, okay. And I like how they did a lot of things in it. And uh, the main kind of guy oh. is this doctor and he, uh, I, I like him because he's very practical about everything. And his wife is actually this really interesting character as well because she's kind of annoyed that he's spending so much time at this house uh, because he's the daughter kind of does all these weird things and he's like being her doctor. But he's because she's trying to seduce him, but he's like, not oh, it's having a little it. too much. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, the characters are interesting and all these levels are like, oh, okay. Okay. Cool. And it's hot and steamy at the beginning, which I was not expecting. Oh. Because oh. nice. it's showing the relationship of the husband and wife before these other people show up. All right. That's yes. how you kick I out think, I think you solved it. I should have started with that. Chris no, in the house a little bit. <laughs> right on. All right, Ollie. Yeah. All right. Well, I saw a little film called The Nerd. Yay. I don't know if you guys heard of this. Yeah. So everyone cannot stop talking about this movie. Whenever I ask people, like, oh, have you seen any movies? Like, The Nun's, like, the first thing they bring up. And obviously, I went to go see it. I've heard mixed <laughs> things. One of my friends loved it. Other friends Rolling hate it. his eyes. <laughs> I am, first off, I'm just going to say, go see it. If you want to see it, go see it. Like, I think it's entertaining. Is it good? Personally, I would give it maybe, like, a six. Maybe. Top. I give it a four. <laughs> the most I would give it is... You saw it, right? Yeah, I saw it. The most maybe I would a give five. It, I'm is not going to spoil it. It's matinee kind of movie? Yes. yes. Don't pay a lot to watch this. Yeah. No. Don't pay over $15. No. I still have movie pass. Okay. Um, so I saw it. And yeah. it was... It was at a, okay. I was at a matinee, too. Um, but... You know, it stars Taisa, Taisa Farminga. It's part of the Conjuring um, mm-hmm. storyline. It's funny because her sister is actually in the Conjuring as mm. one of the main characters. So I thought there was going to be a connection to their character. Right. But it, that was Wasted kind of, opportunity. Absolutely. Mm. I thought that would have been... It would have been like Grandmother, a Grandmother, maybe? Bummer. Yeah. And yeah. Her, but unfortunately, her character is like a, a nan who has yet to take her vows. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was... They didn't do that no at all. Um, no children. It, yeah. it was very... Funny. Like it was lots of there was lots of comic relief throughout the film. Okay. 
I was like, funny on purpose? Which is okay. No, yeah, it was. It's okay to do that. Like, I think a film that does that really well is, like, Insidious. Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah. With the the two, I forget their names, the two... um, The Ghost Hunter Oh, Specs and... Specs, yeah. Oh, dang. I love their comic relief. It's very... um, very here and there, not mm-hmm. but with the nun, there was lots of humor with the character Frenchie. Frenchie, I was who's portrayed, say. who is very attractive. I was like, who is this actor? It's Jonas Lobkitz, I think it's French. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think be. the film relied a lot on jump scares. I don't think yeah. the nun is mm. that scary. It, I wasn't freaked out. I was just kind of like waiting for all the jump scares, and I don't think yeah. it was very creative. It wasn't groundbreaking. It's of course, it's cool that it's expanding the Conjuring universe. Um, and I, I enjoy the Conjuring universe, but I don't think this film was. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It didn't resonate with me personally. Right. But I recommend if you want a good jump scare, yes. you know, it, with your if, friends, go ahead and check it out. If you like a mediocre film with jump scares, this so the nun is for you. And I love Taisa Flaminga. Yeah, she was great. Like I the acting her. was good. I like I like the acting. Um, that's that piece with uh, like the bunch of nuns with bags over their heads. Uh, that was one of my personal favorite uh, scenes. And. Uh, Overall, you know, it is. I agree with what you mm-hmm. said. Watch it if you want to watch it. What's Something kind of interesting back at the premiere of it. Um, I want to say it was Rick because I don't think I did. Uh, Rick, who's also a host here, interviewed Bonnie Aarons, who plays the nun. So you oh, can go cool. watch that on the Popcorn Talk. We met her at the premiere of it, so uh, you can go watch the interview on Popcorn Talk. Right on. Nice. Good good little plug there. All right, now it's time for our horror history, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. Uh, So pretty much this is our segment where I am uh, timed on the clock for three minutes, and I go through uh, a film that I watched, and pretty much I tell you why it's important, some of the subtext behind it, and also some of my personal highlights, if I have the time. If not, I just get cut off, and then you get what you get. But (laughs) the the important stuff's at at the top, so you get that stuff. All right. uh, Good old... Steve, when you're ready. All right, here we go. So the film I said told you last week it's Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, 1932, from Paramount, directed by Ruben Mamalian, and stars Frederick March as uh, Jekyll and Hyde, Miriam Hopkins as Ivy, Rose Hubert, Hobart, Hobart as Muriel Carew. Uh, synopsis. Dr. Jekyll faces horrible consequences when he lets his dark side run wild with a potion that transforms him into the animalistic Mr. Hyde. Why it's important. So, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde explicitly explores sexuality and repression in ways that most films of the era merely hinted or or disguised in allegory. Keep in mind, this is the 1930s. People are not tackling sex right now in films. And there's a thing such as the Hayes Code, which prohibited anything too violent or provocative on the, to be appearing on the screen. So it's important because it showed such provocative uh, you, you know, uh, imagery of sexuality going on. And that's because the Hayes Codes at the time was barely being implemented. So it's at its infancy. So they weren't really cracking down on it. Mm-hmm. But even me watching it, I was just like, whoa, this is really sexual stuff going on. Um, two minutes left. Also, uh, Frederick March uh, took home an Academy Award of that year for his performance of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. I thought that was really cool. Um, it's also a very sophisticated film for its era as well. There's no comic relief. None of the characters are bumbling idiots. Mr. Hyde is a sheerly terrifying 
character, and I love the subtext of this film. It tackles on repression. Pretty much, um, the main character, uh, Dr. or what they call him, Dr. Jiko, which I thought was funny, um, he wants to marry his fiance, but there's obstacles that get in his way, like her father. He wants to get married in three months. He wants to, the father wants to wait eight months. He's sexually suppressed. He can't, you know, get laid unless they get married, because that's what they did in those times. <laughs> it's kind of like, not. I won't say it's mainly about him getting laid, but it's like, that's a good part of the film, you know? Of <laughs> he wants to like unleash his sexual wilds. Um, in his experiments uh, and his theories are uh, his experiments and theories are viewed as absur- absurd from everyone around him. So he does his experiments in solitude. Hmm. Mm, that's could be an allegory for something. Now that I yes. think about it, um, also consequences of repression. <laughs> Making it more than your typical uh, good versus evil morality tale, uh, Dr. Jekyll is a curious, honest man who wants perfect, uh, perfectly natural and healthy desires. He wants to explore and learn about the world. Everyone around him doesn't share his views, and he sees his desires to, and goals to be thwarted by proper society. The film implies that society, as much as Dr. Jekyll creates Mr. Hyde, it is a savage indictment of conformity and constraint. But pretty much this is what happens when there's too much conformity in place. Um, it offers us a sophisticated exploration of sexual and repression and the cruelty that they can produce that can be valued to this day personal highlights of me uh transformation scenes are great i remember how weird the sexuality in the film was um having him having ivy sing was the most disturbing part of the film if you if you watch it you know what i'm if you've seen it you know what i'm talking about and remember but my god and that's uh horror history cool but yeah good job i really enjoyed this film really good stuff uh definitely uh recommend it um, not not a universal horror uh, film, but it's 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 worthy as a classic in my book. Um, so yeah, next week we are doing Todd Browning's Freaks from 1932. Ooh. It's not free anywhere, but you can rent it for cheap, like four or three bucks on any VOD platform. And with that, we'll give our live chat of a Longfellow. Not uh, long. One a more short, shout out. Uh, Interesting one. Uh, hello, John Men- well. uh, reached out on Twitter. Says I'm lurking. Can't chat because I'm on PS4, but really enjoying yeah. the show. Playing Spider Man. So thank you Spider-Man. for joining us that way. I, I did buy that game I didn't too. know you. I'm like, yeah, I guess if you're watching YouTube through your PlayStation, but yeah, nice. Right on. Thank cool. you for joining us, everybody, in the yeah. live chat. Yes, thank you all in the live chat so much. You guys are so awesome. You guys are my friends, my digital friends. <laughs> hit me up on Twitter if you guys watch a movie and want to talk about it and find like you don't have anyone to talk about. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us. Up, hit us. Hit me up or hit us up on Instagram. We all have access to that, so we can reply to you. Um, yeah, slide we, into our DMs. Slide into slide <laughs> up yeah, in there. They're yeah. there. Hey. Yeah, do, yeah. Jump, jump, scare me in my DMs. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would love to interact with you guys and pick your brains out about films you personally love i think it'd be really cool or just like uh, put them in the comments down below but with that we have to wrap up and uh yeah so we'll see you guys next week but until then carrie where can they find you yes you all can find me online at carrie d lane that's k-a-r-i-d-l-a-n-e and tune in later today we're talking about my hero academia season three and also this dude's on this show and that dude's buying the scenes on that show and also i'm working on putting together footage from the my hero academia movie premiere that we saw last week hosted by fun and it looks yes. good. Yes. I'm so excited to hear all We're about it. We're going to talk about it on the show, so you got to yeah. stay tuned. You got to tune thoughts. in. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. All right. Hey, guys. I'm Ollie Drennan. Follow me on all social media platforms at Ollie Dreamer. And you can also find me on the Anime After Show with Carrie. Um, and also check out uh, the Purge After Show on After Buzz TV at 8 p.m. tonight on Tuesdays. It's getting good. 
Right on. And uh, my name is Anthony Becerra. You can find me everywhere at Tony B. Tony underscore T-O-N-Y-B-E-T-O-N-Y underscore at the end. And again, just hit me up. Uh, let's talk about films. Yeah. And uh, with that, everybody, until another edition of a Horror Movie News next week. Uh, we'll catch you later. Oh, my God. That was Ooh, terrible. I like that. Producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Spitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.